be cool, cuz. Hey everyone, I hope you guys are doing good. Happy, what is today? Thursday. It's the last day of February. Time is flying. I swear it is. Let me make sure I have all my screens up. Oh gosh, it's a lot to talk about, child. Come on in, come on in. I am like, when I tell you I needed a break, I just I just need a break from everything at this point. Um, I have been working on my deep dives. Literally, it was like a whole month of research, you know, just kind of trying to timeline everything, thinking about things that I remember from back when I was younger concerning Diddy and just everything with Bad Boy. So having to just kind of write the whole treatment for that took like a month's process. And then finally getting everything together in order of how I want it and then doing the edit. So I've literally been editing nonstop for like the past two weeks. So I'm glad I was able to drop both volumes. So I keep having a lot of people keep asking the same question. I don't know why. Um, my deep dives will never be on YouTube. I've said this a million times. They're not for my YouTube audience. They are for paid members only because they take a ton of work and I'm not about to just post it on YouTube for free. I'm not doing that. Y'all pay Netflix. Y'all pay Amazon Prime. The only thing I ask for is $5. If that's too much, that's cool, but they're not going to be on YouTube for free. So in order to watch my deep dives, you either have to be a YouTube member, a Patreon member, or a member of Discord. And I post everything, um, all of my deep dives are posted under that, the membership link. I know some people were confused on how to find it. So I'm going to show you guys really quick um, how you can find my deep dives if you are a paid member. Because I, I get it, people get confused. So give me just a second to share my screen. And I'm going to show you guys how you guys can find it. Um, let's see here. Is this the one? Okay, yeah. Okay, so it's hard to see. Okay, there we go. All right, so when you go to my page, once you've joined the membership, you have to go to my YouTube channel, right? So you go to my channel, and on my channel it shows you like my latest videos, my shorts, um, my live streams. So you wanna go all the way here. Um, the community tab is for everybody. So right, a lot of times I'll post stuff in the community tab, like, hey, I'm about to go live, or hey, the deep dives are up, but I don't post the links in the community tab. I think that's where people are getting confused. If you're a member, you have to go to the membership tab. So you just click here. You see that? A whole new world. A whole new world. That's where I'll be. Okay? So it's a whole new world over here. When you pay for a membership, you get like the links and stuff like that. So that is where you got to go. You got to go to the membership tab. If you are on Patreon, and you're trying to find out where to find it on Patreon. You have to go here. Give me just a second. Mm, what am I doing? Okay. I gotta share this tab. Okay. So this is, I don't me stop sharing this tab. I'm so confused. Where did my tab go? Okay, we're on my Patreon link. Okay, so when you go to my Patreon link, you just scroll um and it will show you where's my community tab i don't know but just go to my patreon link and you'll see it there so that's one way 
And then the other way is on Discord. And on Discord, you go to the deep dive room, hashtag deep dive, and all the links for all the deep dives are in the deep dive room. If you want to discuss what you've watched, then you go to the movie room. That's where we discuss everything. Documentaries, deep dives, movies in the theater. So that's where we had the discussions, but all the links are on, in the deep dive room. So I hope that helped. And then for people who keep, because I'm just trying to go over all the questions that I get asked. For people who keep asking me, how can they watch it on their television? I made a video about a year ago showing people how you can watch my deep dives on your TV. So let me share this with y'all. And I'll post the link as well for everybody wondering. I just want to answer all these questions before I start the show. So this is a video I did a year ago, how to watch my deep dive videos on your TV. And I show you guys like three different ways. Um, you know, you can mirror it, you can uh, do the Apple screen thing, or you can HDMI. So I'll post this link in the chat for people who need to know how to watch it on TV. Because honestly, for me, the deep dives are so like, it, it's, it's highly detailed. You don't want to miss anything. And I, I wouldn't want to sit and watch something on my phone for four hours. My deep dives are long. I wouldn't really want to watch it on a small phone screen. So like on an iPad, computer, or a television is great. So I would recommend doing that. Um, I would just hate to be staring at a small screen for four hours. So let me post that in the chat here really quick. Okay, here we go. I feel like I have like 100 different screens up. Okay, so that is the video. If you guys want to just copy and paste it. That is the video. Um, <laughs> Y'all are really looking for that part one. The part one is there. Okay, so let me go ahead. Um, I hope I explained it for people who are looking. If some people are looking for it, just scroll down. Just scroll down. Like when you go to the membership page, you'll see part two because that's the most recent. Literally just scroll down like three days. Because um, I only post every now and then, so it's not going to be way at the bottom Scroll down to like the third, like three days ago, and you'll see the link for volume one. And then if you just keep scrolling down, you'll see the links for the other deep dives as well. And I'll repost the other deep dive links um, probably after this stream for people who want to watch like my deep dive on the other stuff I've done, like Static Major, The Water, The Astro World Tragedies. So I'll post all that for you guys as well. So I hope that makes sense. I just wanted to answer like a few of those questions before we got started. So anyways, I hope everybody's doing good. It's a lot to get into right now. Uh, Shanisha, the part two of the, of the deep dive on Discord, it is in the deep dive room. Just go into Discord on your left-hand side. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Give me just a second. Okay, I'm going to take you into the Discord real quick because I know some of y'all don't know how to use discord it can be confusing okay let me share this screen real quick all right so this is my beautiful discord right so on this side this is where everything is it kind of looks a little bit different because you know i'm an administrator but so starting from here this is like everything t sipper related so like all my uploads from youtube go here all the notifications so you want to go down here is the deep dive room. You click on the deep dive room. All of these deep dives are in here. So they're all in here. Um, and then if you want to discuss anything, it's all in the movie streaming room. So this is where we talk about all the deep dives or whatever movies you want to talk about. 
So everything that you need to see is on the left-hand side. So I hope that makes sense. So just go into those rooms and you'll find the links. Okay? Capiche? <laughs> so I hope that helped. Thank you, Miss Muchilla. I've gotten so so much good feedback on it. It was, I'm going I'm to keep it real with you. It was very hard, especially volume two. Because I kept trying to like remember like just different things. Especially with the Foxy Brown and Little Kim thing. Like I always knew he played like Puppet Master. But then I really, as I was like delving deep into it. It was like unlocking all these memories for me. Like him jumping on that track and dissing Foxy. And you know putting batteries in their back. And then the shooting and. It was just a lot. And then like the Black Rob part, like really, I had like a, a breakdown during the whole Black Rob thing because I knew he was sick off and on, but I didn't know like he was really dealing with like chronic illnesses. And then when Diddy just cut off his insurance and it's just like, you know, how can you be so evil with somebody who literally helped, you know, like if it was not for Black Rob and Mace, um, the locks and G-Dep, they really helped revitalized bad boy after biggie died once biggie died most people just wrote off bad boy they, they wrote off diddy and so they really helped to like you know keep it going they really put in a lot of work onto that no way out album and so for diddy to not even look out for him as far as his health care he wasn't even asking for a handout he's like i'm having real medical issues so and then when he came out as sick as he was when he came and he paid like just gave DMX his flowers. And I remember I was so scared when I first seen the video, like he looks like he's dying. Like you worried about DMX, like brother, you don't look too good right now. And then he died, like I think like maybe like a week, week and a half after that. So it was just like, so that that chapter was very, very emotional editing that. Um, it's just been very emotional. So I'm taking a break because I've literally been editing every day for like the past two, three weeks. And then like usually like the last, week of editing I, I just go hard I literally lock myself in the room and I edit from like literally 7 a.m till sometimes three in the morning I try to make my cut off I don't try and edit anything after 3 a.m just because it's very hard for me to sleep and I see a lot of stuff in my dreams and so it's like you know some days I'm in here for 12 hours straight just trying to knock it out trying to knock it out so um yeah and a lot of times, like, I'll just knock it out until, like, my drive gets full. So, like, once my drive usually gets full around the four-hour mark, that's when I'll just cut it off. You know, so that's why, like, the first chapter kind of ended abruptly because I couldn't even add anything else to it because my drive was completely full and I had to format everything. So, um, it's just been a lot. So, everybody's like, where's part three? Uh, part three will not be here for, like, probably another two weeks. I need a break. Like, I'm literally seeing this man in my dreams. Um, it's just, it's a lot. Like when you edit, um, if you guys remember when I did that, the Astro World video and I had used that clip from, I think it was from, what's that horror show? That FX horror show? I cannot think of the name. And they had Papa Lugba on there. Y'all can write, I cannot, like the name is just like alluding me. But there's a scene I had used when I was talking about frequencies and frequencies in music. And how sometimes you can get so lost in editing because of like the frequencies and things that you're dealing with. You'll just keep going. Yeah, American Horror Story. Thank you. Thank you. And you'll just keep going, going, going. And it can drive you crazy. And I had have, I have used that scene when I was talking about XXX and he was talking about the music frequencies because a lot of people were having attacks during Astral World. 
it's near the end of like the part one of the documentary where I use that clip and you have that editor and she's like going crazy, like just editing and editing. Like that's, it really can happen. Like you can get so lost in it. So I have to take a break. So I can't, I can't work on part three right now. I need to take like at least like a, a two week break. Just like, that's why it took me so long to even start on this because when I did the age of Aquarius and just dealing with all this stuff with the Gaza Strip and the bodies and people getting blown up and all that stuff, like it took a toll on me. Like I really got sick behind that edit. So I just know my body more now. So I'm just going to take a break. I have to just kind of breathe because I know part three is going to be even heavier because it's going to be dealing with a lot of the abuse um, and the allegations. So I know that's going to be very heavy. So I want to just mentally prepare myself for that just because I just got so emotional during volume two with like Black Rob and, um, you know, just all that stuff, even GDEP and um, 112 and just everything, you know, that everybody's just been through with this man. So, and even like the part with Biggie got me very emotional too, because I feel like that photo shoot was a setup, you know, just in the way the photographer was saying, like how Diddy kept jumping in the pictures and you know, the fact that it was in the cemetery and then just a few weeks later, he was literally, you know, taken out. So it was, it was, it's a lot. It's a lot emotional, emotionally. So I will be taking a break, but I will be working on part three, but just give me like a week or two. I don't want to jump back into it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So I want to, he, he's still going through it, of course. I was cracking up today because Freak Mill is like trending all over Twitter right now. Um, everybody's still dragging Meek Mill for the situation that's going on with Ziddy. Um, but I want to talk about, what do I want to hit on first? Okay. Let me just, since we're talking about Diddy, let me talk about uh, Natiana Rubin. So let's talk about that because she came out today. So if you guys remember, um, yesterday I dropped the, the second part of the court documents where um, little Ron was talking about how Diddy told him flat out he's the one who shot up the club. And and I showed John the deep dive that, you know, they were saying even back then, J-Lo was the one who walked in with the gun. And, you know, Shine was basically protecting them. That's when he upped his piece trying to protect them. So she's coming out and she's talking about it. And so this has gone viral um, all over social media. So we're going to go ahead and watch what she has to say about the situation with Diddy here. So give me just a second to pull this up. Hey, how you doing? So, hmm here today about this latest lawsuit with the P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Puffy, Sean Puffy Combs, whatever you want to call them, lawsuit that has come out involving the producer Little Rod. So basically his last two lawsuits or last two major lawsuits, um, the one with Cassie, she made mention that Puffy made her carry his guns into nightclubs and wherever they went. And he threatened her to make her feel like she had to do so. And of while there were lots of things of importance, that stood out to me. 
and I'm going to tell you why. In this lawsuit with the producer Little Rod, they were both essayed by him and threatened and physically harmed. But in this lawsuit, he appears to be a very young producer to me. But he said something very specific. As a means of threatening him, Puffy said, that's why I shot up the club in New York back in 1999 and let Shine take the fall for it. Let me tell you why that's of utmost importance to me. Because I am the woman who he shot in the face in that 1999, December 27, 1999, Club New York shooting. I have told everyone ad nauseum since then, even the surgeon who did the surgery to take the bullet, I got shot in my face with a nine millimeter, excuse me, nine millimeter hollow point bullet called a cop killer. I literally have told everyone and never changed what I said. I watched him. I got pow powed in the face. I watched him fire the gun. I've said it all this time. Even the surgeon who did my surgery to take out part of the bullet fragments that was aspirating into my lungs and try to remove as many bullet fragments as possible testified in the criminal trial that while they were putting me under, I was screaming, Puffy, pew, pew, me in the face. He testified in the criminal trial. It is in the record. They all knew he did it. Everybody knew he did it, but he paid off the club bouncer named Sharice and all these other people and the club owners with their video to hide the video. That's his MO. I told everybody that this man almost took my life, has traumatized my life, has caused undue harm, irreparable damage to my life lied his behind off. I've had all these youngins on the internet harassing me, swearing that I'm making it up that he did it. And look what he did to little Rod. He threatened him. Oh, you don't think I bust my gun? I shot up the club in Club New York and let Shine take the fall for it. I shot them people. Well, well, well. It only took 24, 24 whole years for it to come out. You see this tattoo? This commemorates me getting shot. It took 24 years for him to come out and say it. I've been saying it all along, but y'all pick and choose who y'all want to believe. Oh, baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. Not only did he pew, 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 pew me in the face, he also set off a course of harassment against me for the past 24 years. When I tell you the things I went through, there was a time in 2017 and 2018 where I got seven flats on my BMW, seven, the same tire in a two year span, seven on the same tire. And they were all new. Real quick. Remember Kid Cudi, had his car blown up in his driveway. And the reason why she's saying pew pew is because 
you know, we live in a world of social media where everything's censored. So you can't be talking about, you know, the G word or, you know, getting S'd and all that stuff. That's why she's saying pew pew. So that way it can go through the algorithm. Every time it happened, I had to get a new tie. I have the pictures to prove it. Harassing me. You want to know why? Because prior to Cassie, I was the only person to be victimized by him and then to successfully sue him and get paid. And he had to pay me out of his pocket. He has never gotten over that. Oh, baby. You see this Rico charge that's about to come? This conspiring and peering up the club and ruining or attempting to ruin my life? As God is my witness, I will not stop until you suffer every single iota of punishment until I have every second of recompense that you took for me for every tear that I had to cry or my children had to cry. I am going to get a million back from you. I will not stop until you pay the price for what you did to my life. And for all you people out there in the internet and in cyberspace and in the far reaches of my life or the perimeters or wherever who always like oh she just saying that to get some hell what you got to say now what you got to say now i had some youngins on the internet that ain't even old enough that weren't even alive when it happened arguing me down cussing me out calling me everything but i'm so glad she mentioned that i really wish all y'all kids who were born in the nine nines and the 2000s i really wish y'all would shut the fuck up Stop arguing with folks who were here. Like y'all, half y'all weren't even born. And y'all be so loud and wrong and love to harass people. I dealt with harassment from youngins for years when it came to brother love. So I definitely feel her pain. Like, shut up, you weren't even here. The child of God, go check Instagram, it's there. Harassing my life. Harassing me. Oh, you lying, he ain't do that to you. You just want clout, you just chasing clout. What is that to chase clout about? How is that clout chase worthy? It doesn't even make sense. Well, I guess it would make sense in this new generation, but you better believe I will have my say. I will have my say. Hashtag having my say. Hashtag the dopest nerd ever. Hashtag ebb talks. Y'all ain't seen or heard nothing yet. Hmm. All right, well, let me come back on the screen, child. So y'all heard what that sister had to say about the situation. She's been telling the same story since back when the shooting took place. I remember her on the stand, face band-aid up, pointing at Diddy. But again, he had so much power back then. You know, the music industry. Um, I, I don't know. He was just able to pay people off. And even Shine said it. You know, like, how do you... how? I was literally protecting y'all. How do you throw me under the bus? I saved your life. You know what I'm saying? And then you bought witnesses to testify against me because she was the only one saying that Puffy was the one doing the shooting. Everybody else who was part of the club, he paid off the club. They got rid of the video, all types of stuff. They were all saying it was shine. And then later on, I think like years later, one or two of them came out and said that they lied. But shine lost 10 years of his life. Now, granted, he was already a felon. He wasn't supposed to have a gun, but still.
Diddy was only facing probation from what Shine was saying. So he, he could have ate that. But, you know, he just sacrificed Shine and, you know what I'm saying, he lost 10 years of his life. So the whole situation is crazy. I'm glad that she's telling her story. Um, I will say that I believe a majority of everything that little Ron was saying in that lawsuit. But I will also say this. I don't think there's a lot of innocent people in that camp per se. Um, I think Diddy has a lot of issues. There's a lot of dark, crazy things that go on in the industry. But I also have to keep it real that sometimes people will participate in things or will be in situations where they know it's wrong. But as long as they're getting money, they, they're, they have proximity to, to fame, they have benefits, they'll just sit back and let things play out until the money's gone, until their money's affected. And it seems like once little Ron wasn't paid for his work on the Love album, now he's ready to talk. Just like with all those weirdos who jumped ship. Once R. Kelly's money was funny and he was being sued, you know what I'm saying, and um, it was becoming more of a serious case that he couldn't just play it off. Then everybody, London on the tracks, mama, that old ass black man who took Aaliyah to go get married to R. Kelly. Um, all those people who were involved and knew what R. Kelly was doing, then all of a sudden they want to jump ship. And to me, none of those people are innocent, including the parents who also pimped their daughters out to R. Kelly. So, you know, people have asked me, do I think that this is gonna end in the same way the R. Kelly situation ended? I don't know. Um, but I think at this point he's so tainted that I, I don't see him making a comeback. And I think this is just his karma for just the way that he's done so many people. And even in the deep dive, like there's people, there, there are other bad bar boy artists that he screwed over, but I just, this would be like literally a, a 20 volume episode and I'm not doing that. So there's certain people I had to like really make a list of all the artists and who is even like worth me taking my time out to dissect their situation. Cause it's so many people, you know what I'm saying? And there's still a few more that I had to, you know, talk about in volume three, but it's just so many people. I mean, it was insane. So yeah, I think that his day of reckoning is definitely coming um, and I think at this point people are not scared of any scared of him anymore and Cassie really got the ball rolling on that and I'm glad that she did and I think him settling with her as fast as he did that's where he messed up because once he settled with her that just made it where everybody's like well look I've also been abused by him and I have receipts and there's probably going to be even more people coming out the woodwork he's done a lot him and his crew um and that's why I don't feel bad for Carisha I think if it comes out that she was helping to facilitate and traffic people, she should also be charged. You know what I'm saying? She has all this smoke, like I said, for online personalities and YouTubers, but she was just as much involved in all types of nefarious shit, you know, talking about that Gina girl and saying that, you know, she'll make Diddy eat her out and all this other stuff. Um, I see why JT kind of fell off with her. JT, it seems like ever since she got with Diddy, that was kind of like the demise of their relationship, you know? So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, to call another female Aida behind old ass Diddy, I guess, honey. Um, Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Uh, Aja Dingle sent $50, says, I love your deep dive. 
Some of the best music came from bad boy artists back in the day. It's a shame. Hold on. It's a shame that it's been shrouded in darkness. That is, di hold on. It's a shame that it's been shrouded in the darkness. That is Diddy. You're a treasure, a joy, and a talent with all that you do, T. Love from Philly. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm really glad that you enjoyed the deep dives. And yeah, you know, like I said, bad boys, they made so many hits. Like I, I don't, I don't sit in front for the internet. I don't care enough to lie to the internet. Like, oh, I'm never going to listen to another R. Kelly song. No, I've said this time and time again. I'm going to continue to listen to whatever music I want to listen to, including everything from Bad Boy. Because it's just, it's it's nostalgic to me. That's my childhood. That's my era. So if, you know, uh, you remind me of, of my Jeep comes on, I'm, I'm jamming out to it. Only You comes on, I'm jamming out to it. So I'm not going to let, you know darkness like Diddy, R. Kelly, you know what I'm saying, spoil what was good music to me as a kid. And especially being that, to be honest with you, the only thing he was was the face of it. He didn't do shit. Everybody else did the work. While he was partying and, you know, being a bad boy, everybody else was in the studio literally putting in work. This man did nothing. He has no talents. He's a narcissist. He's a vampire. He takes people's talents. He works with, you know, shadow work. And that's what he does. He's a succubus. So to me, I'm going to keep listening to it because it's paying homage to the people who actually put the work in be behind those songs. You know, like everything Sauce Money was saying. People for so long dismissed Sauce Money, said he was crazy, he's just jealous. And now we're seeing, no, Sauce Money was not lying. He wrote, I be, I'll be missing you and didn't get a dime from that. But yet and still, Sting gets all the royalties. Because for Diddy, it wasn't important. He made money off of physical sales, and he wanted to hurt and capitalize on Biggie's death. So why dot all, all the I's and cross the T's? I'm still going to make my money, give Sting whatever he wants, and who gives a fuck about the black man who actually sat there in the studio, who knew Biggie, who was close to Biggie, and who put his blood, sweat, and tears into the songs. So yeah, I'm still going to listen to anything bad boy. <laughs> so thank you so much Aja um let's see here uh Shelby Kianison 499 says hey auntie hope you're well I wanted to know if you seen who the fuck did I get married I can't wait to catch the playback I've heard of it um I try to watch like the I watched the first episode well the first I guess TikTok video um, it seems interesting. I, I, did, I just didn't have time to like be trying to find the second, third, fourth, and fifth. And then somebody strummed it all together on YouTube. And they posted it in the Telegraph group. And when I went to go watch it, that bitch said seven hours. I do not have seven hours to dedicate to that foolishness. Not knocking her, not knocking her story. I just been so busy in my editing bag. I just do not have seven hours to give right now. So I, I haven't watched it and I don't want to speak on it until I watch the full seven hours. And the fact that this is a seven hour tale is insane to me, um, you know, but I, I just haven't been able to watch it. I watched the first full episode and it did pique my interest, but I just have not had any time. That's just too much time um, to sit and watch for seven hours when I have like a deep dive I have to edit. But once I do get some free time and I get a chance to watch it, um, I'll let you guys know my thoughts. I just haven't. This has been a crazy week for me, so I just couldn't do it. So thank you. But I heard it's good, though. I heard it's good. Yeah, it's seven hours total. 
Yeah, somebody, you know, God bless whoever put that 50 episodes together on YouTube because I got confused just trying to find, you know, volume two and three. So I'm glad they put it together. But yeah, I couldn't do seven hours straight. Um, let me see here. David sent $5. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate you. Shy Guy sent five says, hey, T, love from the VA. Thank you, Shy Guy. Uh, Bree sent $19.99 says, hey, T, glad to see you looking good as always. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. Uh, Brandy Love sent $19.99. Thank you, Brandy. Uh, let's see here. Jay TV says, do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. Hey, T, I've been a member for one full year. I've been rocking with you for three years. That is awesome. And thank you so much for being a member. And I hope you enjoy the deep dives that I put out. So thank you, Jay. Um, let's see here. Uh, Breezy88 says, hey, T, the new deep dive is everything. If you ain't on Discord, get up on it. We ain't sharing shit. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I'm glad that you guys are liking the deep dive. Um, Robert Stein sent 999 says, hey, T, when is the Discord going to be open? It's going to be open um, starting tomorrow, March. We're going to be opening up in March. So stay tuned for the alert. So this month went by so fast, but yeah, March, cause it's been closed for about four months. So I'm gonna be taking new people in um, tomorrow. So stay tuned. Let's see here. Uh, Nisi knows better sent 499 says T I can't find volume one. I'm feeling like a crackhead. I already watched volume two. You can't watch them out of order. You gotta go to the beginning. Volume one, if you, you're, I'm assuming you're a member, go to the membership page and just scroll down like, three days and you'll see volume one. So you gotta watch volume one first and then, you know, two. But since you watch two first, go back to volume one. Um, let's see. Shy B sent $20 says, amazing work and research with the deep dives. Thank you so much, I appreciate you. Um, Summer Williams sent 1999 says, just wanted to know if you heard about Kelly Price, the Kelly Price thing that's been going on. She's been dropping some tea on the gospel industry and said that the people on Sunday's Best were all sleeping together on tour. <laughs> no, I have not caught up on any gospel tea with Kelly Price. I'm gonna have to look into that. Um, I'm not shocked. I I'm, I'm not shocked at this point. This whole industry is just dirty and corrupt. So I am not shocked that I'm gonna have to look into that. So thank you. Um, Poetic Soul says, I love the deep dives. When does part three come out? Um, with part three, give me about two weeks. I need a break. <laughs> I need a break from part one and two. Give me about two weeks and part three will be out. Um, Sandy sent 1999 says your discord and deep dives are well worth it. Intelligent, stimulating conversations, great group that are positive. I love learning and the feedback. Um, the deep dives are so powerful. Great in-depth research. Thank you. Thank you so much for the wonderful feedback. Um, that's why I'm so protective of my Discord. That's why it's not open to the public. You know, we just open it up every now and then just because I want to keep that space. I want to keep that, that family environment, you know, um, where we can have deep conversations and nobody dismisses you as a weirdo or a tin hat conspiracy theorist. So I'm really glad that you're liking um, the Discord and the deep dive videos. That means a lot to me. So thank you. Um, Tracy, oh, tr uh, Tricia M says, ooh, auntie looking Snapchatable. <laughs> loving the deep dyes, loving volume two. Dusty Bottom Diddy does what he does best, bottoming. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming through, sis. Um, let's see here. Ray J said, hey, T, this is my first donation. Been a fan since 09. Fine as fuck, by the way. Thank you. Um, my birthday is today on leap year. I'm nine years old. I can't wait for you to hit a million dollars. Well, happy birthday to you. Um, I always wonder, like, when people have birthdays on February 29th, what happens the next year? Like, do y'all just celebrate on the 28th? Or do y'all not celebrate until like four years later? I always wonder that because I don't know anybody who's born on the 29th. But happy birthday to you. I think that's awesome. I don't even know why, like why, I don't, like why don't we, like why does it disappear? I don't even know like the whole point of leap year. I don't understand like why that falls off every four years. Maybe I need to research that. Oh, you celebrate on March 1st? Okay, so some people celebrate on the 1st of March. Some celebrate on the 28th. That is so interesting. I don't know anybody born on the 29th personally. I always wondered that. Okay, so March 1st or the 28th. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Well, happy birthday. Um, so then are they still considered like what? I don't, y'all know I'm a Leo, so I don't know what Zodiac month we're in. Are they still considered part of that Zodiac or are they considered like, because I think we're in Pisces season, right? So will they still be considered a Pisces then? Even though like they disappear for four years? <laughs> okay, so we, okay, that's what I thought. It's Pisces season. I'm gonna be nice. Y'all know how I feel about Pisces. <laughs> I'm gonna be nice. Shout out to y'all. Next. Okay, so anyhow, let me go ahead. We got to talk about uh, baddies, okay? Now, shout out to Marquis, who's a Pisces, okay? She got me over here. She hit me up about a month ago. I was like, you, you got to watch Baddies East. You got to watch season three. You got to get into Baddies East. Because I, I watched when I was out there in Atlanta, I was able to like binge watch Baddies, I think, South and West or something like that. So I said, okay. Let me go ahead and tap into it just so I can be in the loop of what everybody's talking about. And so, and, and you know what, honestly, it's been like kind of like a, a decent break in between editing when I just need some just brainless television. So um, I watched this season. I got caught up. I finally watched the third, I think the third episode of the reunion because it was in three parts, if I'm not mistaken. So I finished the third episode this past weekend. And um, it was very, very interesting. And so I wanted to talk about that. And I just kind of, I had a lot of mixed feelings about it. Now, granted, you Life know, ooh, hold on. Granted, like baddies, right? It's not like a, the best representation. You know, all they really do on this show, from what I've seen, is just drink, smoke, and fight for the most part. I think Sky from Black Ink was everybody's favorite. Um, I can say she's matured a lot. And part of that is just age, right? As you get older, you just, you don't have time to be out here just really fighting. You just want to chill in your, in your older age, right? So I, I did like the fact that Sky showed a lot of maturity this season. Um, very laid back, very peaceful. Who, whatever counseling she's gone through, it's definitely benefited her. Um, but a lot of the girls are not there yet, right? And my thing is, 
I felt like, okay, it was a lot of, like, fighting. You had the new girl, E.T., that was brought into the mix. You had the girl, T. She just annoyed me with just her voice. She was just so extra. You have Scotty. She's back. Scotty the body. So it was a lot of stuff going on, right? It was a very, very busy season. So everybody's been talking about the reunion. And, and uh, Tzatziki, uh, Krishan's sister. A lot of people liked her, too. She was another fan favorite just for the fact because she wouldn't beat up well Vicky for her sister and she's kind of taking Krishan's place now that Krishan you know has left the series it seems like Tasiki's gonna be you know the new Krishan or whatever now what I'm kind of noticing that's kind of annoying me with this whole situation with baddies in the reunion is the way people are talking about it online like I'm trying to figure out why E.T. is getting so much hate. Now, let me say this. I watched the show. She wasn't necessarily my favorite. I kind of felt like at certain parts, she was kind of being a follower behind Roly. And she doesn't really have, like, too much of a personality. She's more like one of those laid-back Cali girls. But a lot of people were saying, like, oh, she's messy. Um, you know, she's doing too much. Um... I thought that she really held her own on the reunion. I'm, I don't know. The reunion made me like her. Am I wrong? I felt like the reunion kind of made me like her more than even her on the show. And this is why. I felt like on the show, they were all being messy. They all had their little issues or whatever, right? That part when she beat up T out the blue, I thought she was doing a bit much, even though I'm not a fan of T. And I don't like the fact that What's her name? Scotty? I'm trying to figure out, like, why did you close your gap because T went in on you? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like Scotty shouldn't be on the show. She's not about that life. She's not a fighter. Pretty girl. I like Scotty's personality. But everybody's not a fighter, and that's okay. And I feel like she's just on the show, one, probably because she's fucking Lemon Pepper Stepper, and because she's Natalie's friend. She doesn't really bring anything to the show. It's like she's trying to act a little bit harder this season, but you can tell that's not her. And so when T started going in on her teeth, and I'm like, but Scotty's teeth outside of that gap, and her gap is gorgeous. I like Y'all know how I feel about gaps. Like, that's like a big thing in our culture. Like, gaps are seen as beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, my sister has like a small gap. People consider her teeth even prettier than mine, and my teeth are completely straight. So I really do love gaps. And so when T was going in on her and talking about her teeth, I'm like, okay, first of all, it wasn't just about Scotty's teeth. T was obviously feeling away because Scotty is gorgeous. Nice body, everything. T from the waist down looks a mess. Sorry. Okay. Pretty girl, but from the waist down, she looks a mess. And I think she was projecting a lot of her insecurities onto Scotty. So now we get to the reunion and I'm like, where the fuck did her gap go? Like, to me, that that's that's not that's not baddies. That's not baddie energy. You let a, a broad with a wonky BBL fuck getting your head so bad that you close your gap? Like this bitch was Tyra Banks or something talking to Danielle? Like, I, I was so upset when she closed her gap. I had to Google, did Scotty close her gap or am I tripping? So, to me, you're not a baddie. The fact that you let somebody get in your head that much that you went and closed your gap, that's what sets you apart from everybody else. Like, that, like I, it pissed me off because I love a good gap. And I think Scotty is so pretty. And we got to see girls, you know what I'm saying, who have different features. Everybody doesn't have perfectly, you know, straight teeth. 
You know what I mean? So I, I like when I see people with a gap. So yeah, I was I was honestly in my feelings. And I got straight teeth. I'm like, no, she didn't close her gap behind T. This weird loud mouth, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is T even here? She's not funny. She's annoying. She kept getting her ass whooped. Okay? So we had that situation. Roly this season annoyed me. She came off. You could tell Roly was definitely feeling herself. You know, she's losing weight. She's getting, you know, the plastic surgery. Roly was doing a bit too much this season. Biggie, what is wrong with her voice? I'm here for a deep voice, but why is her voice even deeper? Her voice was so annoying at the reunion. It was like, shut the fuck up. Yo, yo, yo. But Nini, Nini, let me tell you Nini, but you owe me a part. Shut up. And then she can't fight just big for nothing. Big, can't fight, voice extra deep. She looked pretty, though. Her makeup was on point. But when she slapped the shit out of Smiley, just, she was looking for a moment. And then for Smiley, Smiley, how you got more smoke with the mirror in your trailer than Biggie? She smacked the shit out of you on national television and you didn't, you know, run a fair one with her? And she can't fight? Biggie's always slipping and falling. She can't fight. So Smiley talked all that shit, went in her trailer, beat up the mirror, cut herself with the glass. Smiley has issues. She annoyed me this season. But yeah, I don't know, like, because her voice was even deeper on the reunion. I don't know if she was doing it on purpose. Because I'm like, I've watched her, you know, on baddies, and her voice is not that, it's deep, but it's not that deep on baddies. On the reunion, it was literally sounding like when people be scratching a chalkboard. It was just annoying. And she wouldn't shut up. She kept jumping up and down like a kindergartner. She was just doing so much trying to get attention. Okay? She annoyed me. Um, who else was on there? I'm trying to remember all these people's names, child. Y'all know I'm bad with names. Yes, yeah, Smiley's a weirdo. Okay, Mariah Lynn. Itty bitty Mariah Lynn. I like Mariah Lynn. I do like Mariah Lynn. She came with her little New York gear, her little Timberlands. I've, I've met Mariah Lynn in real life. She's itty bitty. She's like five foot. She's itty bitty. But Mariah Lynn, she gonna pop her shit. She gonna pop her shit. You know, she held her own, you know, against Smiley. But Smiley couldn't do too much. You know, she had a wounded hand. Um, but Mariah Lynn, you know, she held her own. Um, let me talk about Sapphire and Suki. I don't know why Suki was on the show because I remember her doing an interview acting like she was above baddies and she didn't get the point of the show. Um, I thought Sapphire was doing a bit too much. And I, and I really liked Sa Sapphire on the show. I did like Sapphire on the show. I think she's a beautiful girl, nice body, all that. And I understood, because, you know, uh, when me and Marquis was talking about it, she was like, nah, Sapphire should have jumped in no matter what. But I said, I understood why she really didn't want to get involved initially when the fight between Roly and Suki were taking place because she had built bonds with, with uh, Roly and E.T. So I kind of understood that. But what I didn't like is that she was trying to get back into Suki's good graces. And I get that because that's your friend. That's who you wrote with. That's who you got on the show with. You're only on the show because of Suki. So I felt like her trying to go at Mariah Lynn was trying to show Suki, like, look, I'm still down for you. I'm still that girl. Because it was just silly how she was so into it with Mariah Lynn, but then she really didn't want no smoke with Roly or E.T. And then at the reunion, she caught herself trying to fight E.T. And she only did that because of everything that went down with E.T. throwing water at Suki. And Sapphire got her ass whooped. E.T. ate. I'm sorry. 
E.T. got Sapphire. I thought Sapphire was going to do something because she had all this energy for Smiley and Mariah Lynn, but E.T. got Sapphire. Now, I will say this. We all know Tzatziki can fight. Tzatziki fights like a damn man, okay? I would not ever, ever, ever want to rumble with Tzatziki. That girl can fight. Like, she, you could tell, like, she took boxing classes. She probably fought. All her life, she had to fight. She was the damn uh, Oprah Winfrey, Miss Seeley, uh, you told Harpo to beat me of her family, okay? All her life, she had to fight because she got hands, okay? So... She definitely did, you know, beat up E.T., I think. But I'm not going to act like she just whooped E.T.'s ass. It wasn't like a tie or anything like that. Tzatziki definitely won. But I think E.T. held her own. Because they went, let's not forget, they went four rounds. They fought four times. It wasn't like just that one time and then that was it. They fought four times. You know what I'm saying? But Tzatziki ate. I don't think she needed to jump up again near the end when they were all talking and she was like trying to fight her and then Anna was trying to jump in it. I don't think Tzatziki needed to jump in it again because she already won. So I thought she was kind of low-key looking for a moment at that point because she already ate her. Now, I like Anna. I don't care what I'm about to say. I do like Anna because her little ass, as little as she is, she 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 held her own. Anna beat Scotty up. She whooped the hell out of DJ Sky. I was very shocked about that because the way DJ Sky came dressed like a whole, you know, construction worker... I thought DJ Scott was about to put in work. Got her ass whooped by Anna. Anna ain't but this big and bony as hell. She put in work. Anna's a Leo. Oh, okay, so maybe that's why I, I didn't know she was a Leo, child. Thank you, Mary Jane. Maybe that's why I like her. She a Leo. Mm-hmm. DJ Scott cannot fight. There's nothing bad about DJ Scott. I thought as long as she, as much as she hung with Krishan, I thought she'd be able to fight. She couldn't, she was doing all that kicking and just weird shit. Anna really can fight. Anna was getting down. I didn't like when she tried to sneak E.T., but Anna ain't no punk. So I thought that, you know, like she held her own against Scotty. She got up in Scotty's ass. She got up in DJ Sky's ass. So Anna's not no punk. Say about who little don't mean that they're, you know, that they can't fight just because they little. Oh, DJ Sky's a Leo too? Well, we don't claim her. She can't fight. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, I didn't know DJ Sky was a Leo, but mm, I guess, child. Um, so now, let me uh, talk about the part with Natalie. I pulled up some clips here. It was just so much. And it's like, there's only so much we can show just because, I mean, E.T. got hands. We're not going to act like E.T. don't got hands. E.T. definitely got hands. Trying to find this clip here. Oh, this is a slow down. I'm going to share this a little bit. We're going to watch this real quick. Okay. Okay, this is Tzatziki. Tzatziki fights like a man. They done slowed this clip down, child. So that was them at the reunion. But, I mean, E.T. definitely wasn't scared either. But Tzatziki can definitely fight. There was another clip in here. Then this was, okay, this was after she ran up on Natalie. Then that was them going another round. I mean, it was insane. This, all the reunion was just fighting. That's all it was. Tzatziki talking about it. 
This is Mariah Lynn after she got her ass whooped. Because I, I fuck with her. Because I fuck with her. Listen, we already talked about... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, Sapphire clipped in her eye. I mean, it was just a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. Okay, so I'm trying to find the clip of um Natalie Nunn getting run up on. Hold up. Because I, I feel like there's a lot of hypocrisy. Let me see if I, I had to pull it up, child. Let me see. I think it's when they were both. Okay, this might be it. Hold on. You know how TikTok be having like 50 different clips up? I'm trying to find when she ran up on the stage. <laughs> And um, she 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 pulled a uh, superfly Jimmy Snook on Natalie's chest. Natalie was shook. Here it is. Hold up. Natalie was shook. Poor poor little Tink Tink. Okay, hold up. Why is this playing? Okay, I thought it was I thought this clip was gonna show it. Chad, okay. These clips are doing the most. Anyways, so Natalie was sitting in the chair, and all of a sudden, E.T., before she ran to go fight Tasiki, she kind of took like a quick left turn and she drop kicked Natalie, and Natalie fell backwards in the chair, and they got the fighting. And so this was something that, you know, went viral. Everybody was talking about this. And so everybody was like, oh, that's messed up. She snuck Natalie. She didn't give Natalie a fair one. But I noticed Natalie did not have the same energy for E.T. Because usually Natalie has no problem putting hands on Scotty. Scotty's supposed to be her friend. She stayed whooping Scotty ass, lumping Scotty forehead up. And, you know, wanting to catch round ones and round twos. But with E.T., she genuinely... She, she looked so hurt in that chair. She just looked so blow. Natalie was just, she was reevaluating this whole Zeus thing. She was like, I didn't even do anything. I don't even know him. You know I didn't set you up. Like, she was like, copping, please. I'm like, this this isn't really baddie-ish, Natalie. Um, she was just like, you could tell she was like really reevaluating shit. She was just sitting there. She was really hurt. She was, she was, <laughs> that damn kick to the chest. She was really hurt behind that shit, right? But everybody's talking about, oh, that's not right. E.T. snuck Natalie. Well, I'm confused because y'all y'all swerping down. Y'all are such bad girls on the internet. But why is it an issue when Natalie gets the same treatment? Did Natalie square up with Camille when her and Camilla were about to fight? Let's watch this because y'all know I keep receipts. Remember, Natalie hugged Sky, and then she snuck Camille. Let's not forget this was during the show, but y'all are making all these excuses now. Okay, is that you, Natalie? She didn't come inside. She didn't come to the thing and say, all right, what's up, Camille? Let's square up. She threw something at her and then ran at her. Camille thought she was about to hug her. So what is the difference between what I just played and what E.T. did to Natalie? They all be sneaking and shit. Am I right or wrong? Somebody said it's going to be a surviving Zeus. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, like, Natalie did the same thing to Camilla. She ran up on her. 
you know, she didn't say, she didn't come in like, oh, we about to fight, what's up? She didn't give Camilla any, you know, warning. She she knew what she was about to do. So that's all I'm saying. Thank you. Somebody said, clock it, T. Because, you know, I, I watch stuff analytically. So I'm not just, I'm not coming in as, I'm not a fan of any of these people. So I'm just coming in, watching it. And, you know, to me, right is right, wrong is wrong. So now what I also notice is everybody's saying, oh, you know, E.T.'s whack. You know, how dare she just run up and put hands on T behind Roly. Oh, uh, E.T. fought T at the, I think when they were doing the go-karting thing, then she fought her again when Biggie came into the house. And then E.T., I think she fought Biggie as well. And so everybody's so mad at E.T. for just, you know, you know, she'll just get up and fight. But then I'm thinking to myself, ain't that what y'all praise Krishan Rock for? I, I, I'm confused. Is this, ain't this y'all's hero right here? Because see, I bring receipts. Y'all are mad and saying that E.T. has no self-control. What the fuck do you call this? This was Baddie South. Hold oh, on, don't say dirty. Who said the fucking dirty joke? Who said the dirty joke? Persuasion has so much to say to other people about me. Bro, I don't got time, nor energy, nor the heart to listen. I'm just going to clean up that problem then and there. Nobody said anybody was dirty. What it was was... What? What it was. You don't clean up after yourself. <laughs> okay, I can't show all that. But y'all see that? What is the difference? Persuasion was just talking. She wasn't ready to fight Krishan. She had a drink in her hand. She's chilling on top of the sink. So that's some, it's, it's hypocrisy. So when Krishan does it, it's cute. It's spicy. She washed her in the sink. Remember, she did the same thing to Low London. And I liked it, Low London. See if I can find that. And Low London was more grown. Remember, they were sitting on the couch. Low London wasn't disrespecting Krishan or anything. Let's watch this. Kinda. They were having a conversation. I waste time. You did waste everybody's time. How? Well, because you started. Because she you showed up when you wanted to. I know Krishan, she don't want to talk. She wants to swing on whoever's talking shit. If you're running your mouth, Krishan wants to swing. And Lil London wasn't wrong because Krishan was late and it was her fault that they weren't able to do the photo shoot. She don't give a fuck. Something was going to go down, for sure. But the issue is, everybody... Okay, so, again... Low London wasn't ready to fight. They were having a conversation and Krishan jumped on that girl and beat her up. So I'm just confused as to why all of a sudden now people have an issue with the way that E.T. was moving. E.T. ain't moving no different than how Krishan was. And even Scarface, not Scarface, excuse me, what's her name, the, the other girl? Stunner Girl. Stunner Girl was in there fighting and doing all types of stuff too. So my issue is this. I felt like it was a lot of hypocrisy. And I think the problem is this. Let me pull up this picture. I hate when I have so many clips and all the clips I be having be gone. Okay.
I think this is the real reason why people are making excuses. They feel like Krishan and Stunner Girl are they're they're beautiful girls. They're pretty. So they have pretty privilege. But because people feel like ET is not as pretty, I'm seeing people calling her EBT, you know, just going in on her looks. She doesn't get the same grace. So I think a lot of it has to do with some colorism and some featureism. Because I think Stunner Girls mixed with like Samoan and all types of stuff. And because I, I don't understand what the problem is. It's, it's really pretty privilege at the end of the day. Because to me, E.T. has not done anything different than what Krishan has done. Stunner Girl, even Natalie, when she ran up on Camilla. So I don't understand why everybody wants E.T. off the show and E.T. ain't shit and she's a bully. Ain't nobody a bigger bullier than, bully than Krishan. Let's keep that real. And Krishan done fight everybody on that show. She done beat up Natalie none before. So it's like, I just don't understand, like, what, what is the, the problem? So I think, it, I think a lot of it, yeah, they've been calling her EBT. And I'm just like, why is that? Because she's full black and she's not ambiguous? Like, why is her name EBT all of a sudden? And she's just a dusty bitch from Inglewood or wherever she's from, Compton. Like, I just noticed, like, the, the energy and the comments towards her have been, like, really, really, like, low down. But when it's Stunner Girl fighting every other episode, always praised. Oh, she a baddie. She cute. She, you know what I'm saying? When it was Krishan fighting, Krishan blew up. She's been able to, to create a whole career off of this. Off of her actions on this show. Again, I'm not praising any of this, but you know me. I'm going to call it out. And I just, I was just really shocked at like all the backlash that E.T. was getting when they all act the same way. They all sneak each other. Anna snuck E.T. I don't really hear anybody calling Anna out about that. She came from behind security and snuck E.T. on the side of her head when E.T. was trying to fight Roly. But then in the same breath, y'all are crying about E.T. sneaking Natalie. All y'all be sneaking each other because they rather sneak so that way they can get one up on the other. So I, I don't think E.T. did anything. EBT is electronic benefit transfer. Somebody going to say, what is EBT? Food stamp card. That's an EBT. That's what they're basically calling her. They're saying that, you know, she's a food stamp card. So I, I, I just feel like it's a, it's a lot of um, bullshit. It's a lot of, I, I'm just getting a lot of like colorism, featureism. You know what I'm saying? A lot of unnecessary hate. Because again, Y'all have made this show what it is. It's being promoted. They're getting millions of people watching it. I, I'm still trying to figure out the point. All I see is them going to the club, getting drunk, getting high, and fighting. That's really it. And so my thing is, I don't understand, like, why when it's the, the, the full black girl who has no mixed ancestry in her whatsoever, it's like she's just like this horrible person and she's she's a follower she's this this and that and when i look at et she's done nothing different than what krishan who y'all love has done on the show they all fight krishan was fighting people who clearly did not want to fight her so i just don't see a difference i don't
No, I know Krishan is black, but Stunner Girl is mixed with something. But Krishan is light skin, and she, you know, she can look ambiguous when she wants to. But the point is not even so much about them being light skin. They both have really pretty privilege. You know what I'm saying? And I think that they they make excuses for them because they're just both pretty. And I just feel like most of the other girls on the show, they're not behaving any different than what these girls are doing. Natalie's the EP on the show. She be on there fighting people. She be beating up Scotty every, every single season. Scotty gets her ass whipped by her best friend. At some point in time, her and Natalie are going to get into it. So why is like all the smoke only going towards E.T.? And again, she wasn't a favorite of mine on the show. I really didn't like her on the show, per se. I thought she was doing a bit much, and she just really doesn't have a personality to me. But at the reunion, I will say she held her own. She literally caught a fade with everybody who wanted to catch a fade with her. She didn't want to fight Tzatziki again, and I get that. Like, why fight her? She got her ass whooped. She took that L, and they fought four rounds. But she fought with Roly. I think who else was she trying to fight on there? I forgot who. I think, yeah, she beat up Sapphire. Sapphire. So it's like she was still holding her own down. So to me, if anything, like she really wasn't baddie of the night. She held her own down, her and Tzatziki. They held their own. But yeah, I just I just thought it was just a bit much. I think, yeah, you're right, A, A, a Simone. She was definitely she was definitely coming off as thirsty to be on the show. Cause I didn't know where the hell she came from. I thought I'm like, is she a rapper? Like, what did she do? And then Marquis told me she was on some show called Baddies of South Central. I don't even know what that's about. I went to go Google that and all I saw was them in some dusty house fighting. So I don't even know what the premise of that show was. <laughs> like, there's like all these like extra like bootleg uh baddie girl shows where they're just fighting you know the production value is really low and i guess like other cities are studying their own version of the baddies but there's only one original okay bad girls club the one that we grew up with and um oh yeah camille uh, she was trying to fight camilla i say camille camilla she's trying to fight camilla as well um but i think by i think after who beat up camilla was it roly and camilla I think Roly had ended up beating up Camilla and Camilla left. Now, I didn't realize Camilla was as old as she was. They said she's 37 with three kids and a husband. Why are you on baddies fighting? At some point in time, and even Natalie's a lot older, right? I believe Natalie's like at least in her late 30s, you know, maybe 40, you know, maybe like 38. I think she's around Camilla's age if I'm not wrong. You know, no shade, we're all around the same age. But it's like once you get like past the age of like, I want to say about 35, you really just want your peace. That's why Sky ain't fighting. She just want to be cute. She older now. Ain't nobody trying to fight in heels and you fuck around in your 40s and break a hip. Ain't nobody trying to be no body cast. We leave the fighting to the young people. So Natalie's 40. Natalie's 39. That's what I'm saying. They, 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 she got to be older. Don't nobody got time for that once you hit past the age of 35. Like I see why Krishan fight all day. She's 23. Her bones will heal. Once you hit over the age of 36, it's harder for your bones to heal. If I try to break a hip, a toe, or, or you know, fracture their wrist, somebody's hard-ass noggin. <laughs> I'm like, this bitch is as old as hell. I said, no, I did not know Camilla was 37. Out here, get her ass whipped in front of her three kids. Camilla, go home to your baby. And I like Camilla. She was one of my favorites on this season. Go home to your husband. You don't need this show, sis. Okay, I don't want to see you back for season two. <laughs> 
They said, uh, what you call it? Rolly whooped her ass and Camilla was like, I'm out. She got in the Sprinter van and went home there, her husband and her. <laughs> Camilla said, I'm too old for this shit, bitch. <laughs> she can't dress in her own dicky suit. I thought Camilla was about to put in work. I said, no, she didn't. Like, it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. You know, like I said, the whole show was just, it's funny. Let's see. Uh, Amani says, T.E.T. went live and told uh, told all them girls from House B she wanted to fight all of them. She was looking for an ass whooping. Oh, so she, okay. So it seems like it was a lot of stuff happening on social media, too. So that's why House B was ready to fight with uh, E.T. Well, she did. She stood there. Yeah, Camilla from the original Bad Girls Club. They had her on baddies. That's who Natalie first fought when I showed the first clip. Yeah, she came in with a whole dicky suit with her hair pulled back. So I thought Camilla was about to put in work because Camilla used to be fighting for real on the original baddies show. She was always trying to whoop somebody's ass. But like I said, as you get older, you calm down. If I got time to be out here fighting at 39 and 40, fuck that bitch. I want to wear my high heels in the club and chill in the, you know what I'm saying, in the section. Um, I stay away from the sneaker section. Anytime I see girls in there, you know, uh, early to mid-20s, they got on J's, I make sure to stay away from that section because I know they're just there to fight and create chaos. <laughs> Absolutely not. Once you get a certain age, you just want to sip and chill, okay? I let the young girls sit in their little sneaker section and pop off. I just want to chill. So, yeah, I just, I don't know, I just found the whole situation funny. Like I said, um... You know, it was just something, it was it was escapism for me to watch in between editing such really serious stuff, real serious, you know, content. But I just, I don't know, I just really didn't like, like, how everybody was, like, so, like, extra mad at E.T. And even if E.T. was online popping off and talking shit, so what? Krishan pops off every other day on the internet. All she do is pop off and talk shit. And y'all praise it and, oh, she's so cute. You know what I'm saying? Let, let E.T. pop her shit. It is what it is. But um, I definitely think that Tasiki is going to replace Krishan. I'm sure she'll be there next season. But I, I like Tasiki. I thought, like, I like people who understand their power and they know when to use it and when to not abuse it. That's one thing I'll say about her. She knows she can fight. She knows she can whoop everybody's ass. But she's not a bully with it. She's not one of those types who's, like, constantly trying to flex. Like, we get that you can whoop everybody's ass, including security. But she's not trying to do that. So that is one thing I do respect about Tasiki is that she's not always trying to go looking for a fight and being a bully, unlike her little sister who hasn't learned to control her habits yet and to just calm down. So I do like that about her. Angie said, I'm definitely a sneaker girl. I need to preserve my knees. I wear three to four inches at its best. Yes, honey, I love a good high heel. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, let me read this here. Um, Aaron sent 999 says, love you, auntie. Thank you for everything. I'm loving the new deep dive. I remember sometime last year I asked you, could you do a Diddy deep dive? And you said no, LOL. But here we are. I love you. Yes, y'all have been asking for a Diddy deep dive for years. But for me, I didn't want to tackle the subject because I knew it was going to be a lot. Because I'm like, you just, there's, this is like a 30-year career. And it's like, where do you start? And so that's why I just took it all the way back to the beginning with the stampede. You know what I'm saying? So I knew it was going to be a lot and I just didn't want to take it on at the time. But, you know, now today I got time because so we're going to get it done. <laughs> so thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Brandy Love sent 499 says, hey, Queen, just wanted to say your Diddy Deep Dive was amazing. All of them. 
You were born to do this and no one deserves this more than you. Love you. Love you too. And thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'm really glad that you enjoyed the deep dives. Um, let's see here. Lovely Libra. I love me some Libras. That's like my favorite Zodiac outside of Leo's. Shout out to Libras out there. She says, I can't describe how proud I am of you, T. That deep dive was incredibly researched. You, uh, you did that. Thank you for all you do. I'm going to watch the playback. Thank you so much for the feedback. That means a lot to me. So I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Um, let's see here. C. Johnson said 999 says, yes, my favorite YouTuber going live. To break down all the Diddy drama, all the other crazy stuff that's going on in these YouTube streets, Auntie, your hard work never goes unnoticed. Love you. Love you too. And thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Lilith Boy sent 499 says, I'm loving your deep dive. Ooh, hold on, it just refreshed. Ooh, where did it go? My whole page like literally just refreshed. Oh, where did it go, where did it go, where did it go? Okay, I don't know, like refreshed and disappeared. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back and look for it. It like, like the whole thing just refreshed. I must've got a bunch of super chats that came in. Um, okay, so Iron Rose Sentence says, thanks, T, for your hard work, and the documentary on Diddy is fire. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, TJ says, Black Twitter and the Black delegates over 35 need to sue Diddy for ruining Black History Month in our childhoods. I agree. I definitely agree with that. He's done too much. Okay, here it is. Lilith Boy sent. 499 says, I'm loving the deep dive. The Astro World one shook me to my core. It didn't help that I was tripping on shrooms while watching both parts are insane. Yes, the Astro World deep dive, who that was a lot. Even editing that was a lot. Um, and you and you were on shrooms when you watched it. I know it tripped you the fuck out because it did so much to me. Like I had to like take a break. I couldn't even I think after I finally got done with everything Astro World, I think I like took like two weeks from everything. Like I wasn't making videos. I just slept and had to decompress. Like it was so much energy from that video. Like my ring doorbell system crashed. My hard drive crashed. It was so much weird shit that was going on while I was editing that video. It was a it was crazy. That whole Astro World video was insane. So yeah, I'm sure you was tripped out on shrooms, honey, watching that video. I might have to go to Best Buy. I had to like, oh my gosh, that was like a crazy edit session. It was so much with that. Cause I was finding so much shit that people, you you would not, there was like rituals going on and it was so many things I was finding. And there was like spirits jumping through the crowd. That, yeah, that deep dive is a trip. I be telling people do not watch the Astro World deep dive at night because you will not be able to sleep for like three days. You got to watch that during the day with the shades up. <laughs> do not watch the, that deep dive at night. That shit used to creep me out. I couldn't even edit that uh, deep dive past 7 p.m. That was one of the deep dives I would not edit past 7 p.m. Because it was just so, it was so much spiritual shit that was going on with that whole Astro World tragedy. I like after 7, I'd have to wrap it up. So... I'm glad you were able to watch it, but I couldn't even imagine watching that on shrooms. So I see why you was tripped out. <laughs> Man. I've never tried shrooms. I, I don't, I know people who try them. I've never, I don't, I don't like things that mess with my mind. 
Like, um, I don't like, that's why I don't smoke weed. I don't like when things like cause my mind to like float or make me feel like I'm not there. I don't know what's going on. Like it scares me if I don't have control of my mind. So that's why I don't, I don't like psychedelics and things that play with your mind. So I've never tried shrooms at all. Cause I just don't like things that play with my mind. But you know, everybody, everybody's different. I don't judge. Everybody's different. Um, let's see here. Noah K says, first time the Andy and Leah situation remind me of American Horror Story. Uh, Renoke, when Angela Bass's character is an alcoholic and the producer finds a loophole to get alcohol around her. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you. Um, APS says, morning from Thailand, my love. On my way to the office, showing tea, love, and support. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Enjoy your day. Um, let's see here. Wavy Taste sent $99.99. Thank you so much, Wavy. He says, on to your favorite uh, soldier checking in. I'm not surprised about Usher. Remember years ago when those women accused him of giving them an STD? A man was amongst the victim also. I remember when Kaya went in on Meek getting flown out to Dubai. And we all know what goes down in Dubai. Yes. I always thought it was weird that when Meek got out of prison, he hopped onto that onto the helicopter and it was like all those rich white men who came to get him from prison. And I'm like, what is this about? Like, it was just weird. Like, why do billionaires have, why are they giving this jailbird the time of day? Release him to his family, let him go home and do his probation. But it was weird that like these millionaires came to the prison and billionaires kind of pick him up and then fly him away. Like, I don't know, I just thought it was very strange. They, they're calling him Freak Mills now. You know he's in his feelings. <laughs> All right, so let me see here. What other uh, topic you talked about that? Okay. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about TLC's Chili. They're accusing her of colorism. Let me find this article here. So Chili, she got a new man, honey. Okay, what is, okay, here it is. Let me share my tab. So as pretty as Chili is, I'm very surprised about this story. Very insecure, I guess. I don't know. But so they're accusing Chili of colorism. So basically, Chili is dating um, Matthew Lawrence. He's one of the Lawrence brothers. My favorite was Joey Lawrence from Blossom. Whoa, I love Joey Lawrence. He's still fine to this day, child. And then there's like a younger Lawrence. Y'all can write his name down. I'd be forgetting the younger brother's name. He's grown, but I'd forget his name. But anyways, Chili is dating the middle child who is Matthew Lawrence. And so they did like this funny um, thing. They were like dancing together. So they did this like, they did like some video on TikTok and they were dancing together. And so somebody wrote this on the video. They said, oh, Matthew, he got some chocolate now. He got the moves. I approve. And then Chili came on there and she wrote caramel. So people started dragging her ass. So we're going to read this here. People were, this is what she wrote. She wrote caramel. She didn't like that. And so somebody says, your skin is brown, Chili. You do, in fact, qualify as chocolate. Left eye qualified as caramel. Love yourself. Somebody else says, you want to be light-skinned so bad, sis. You're brown like chocolate. It's okay. 
Um, somebody else says, chili, your skin is brown. You do, in fact, qualify as chocolate. Left eye qualified as caramel. Love yourself. Um, this person says, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> is caramel in the room with us right now? Somebody else says, chili, you want to be light-skinned so bad. Sis, you're brown skin like chocolate. It's okay. This person says, you're chocolate, not caramel. Okay. I think me and Chili are about the same color. I could be wrong. She might be lighter than me. Um, I've always looked at Chili as brown skin. I don't, you know, I've never looked at her and seen caramel or seen light skin. I've always seen her as brown skin. I think Chili is gorgeous. She's in her 50s and she does not look like it at all. She's drop dead gorgeous. Um, but let's keep it real. I think she grew up in an era where because she's older she's 50 where it's like words like chocolate and dark skin they're always like attached to like bad connotations right like it's almost like seen as less than and i think she's trying to like basically move herself from that like on because again in the hierarchy of things people always act like darker skinned women chocolate women are down here and then the caramel girls and then the light skin racially ambiguous are up here and i think she still has that in her mind like that's still that mindset from like you know back in the day you know seeing like darker skin is bad or not as good so she wants to be put in the caramel box well sorry you're not caramel and that's okay you know what i'm saying so it's kind of sad because and the person that was saying that to her. I don't even think they were even calling her chocolate on some, oh, you know, you're chocolate, you're dark skin. I think they were really saying like, Matthew, who is a white man, has some chocolate in his life. You know what I'm saying? Meaning like a black woman. Even if, you know, he was talking about somebody who was like T-Boz's complexion or left eye's complexion, they're saying chocolate, meaning like, you know, a black woman. Not necessarily chocolate, like dark skin or brown. But I think that's what that is. And then also, Let's not forget, she also benefits from futurism. Like, Chili has been the type, like her whole life, everybody has always talked about her hair, her baby hairs and things like that. So she also benefits from that. So it's like, she does not want to be attached to something that's not, you know, flattering to her. So for her to hear her being attached to chocolate, she doesn't want to be seen as, you know, bottom tier. She'd rather be seen as caramel, you know, with the hair and all that stuff. So, I don't know. Like, she's always had, like, that kind of demeanor to me. That she wouldn't want to be seen as, like, the dark-skinned one in, in TLC. Even though she is, you know, she's not, like, super dark, but she is brown-skinned. But I just thought that was so unnecessary. Because she's such a, you know, beautiful woman. But it just screams insecurities to me when... I'm sure there were so many comments of people praising her, saying how beautiful she looks, saying, you know, how well she's still dancing for her age. And, you know, just she does not look a day over 30. Like, let's keep that real. She looks so good for her for her age. And so for her to, like, be upset that somebody caught her chocolate to me was silly. Like for her to comment back and then say, Carmel, no, chocolate, and that's okay. You know, so I, I just thought that was silly. I really did. I thought that was silly that she would respond back to that, especially being that, like, 
people have always complimented her. Like, I don't know why she would take that as like a diss. That was just kind of weird to me. Yeah, she's definitely brown skin. Like, I, I've never heard anybody call Chili Caramel. Especially when you stand her next to the other members at TLC. Like, T-Boz and Left Eye were lighter skin, more caramely, you know, lighter skin complected. She was always the brown one. And that's what I loved about Chili. The fact that she was the brown girl in the group that, you know, that looked somewhat like us. She had a different hair texture. But, you know, as far as skin tone, a lot of the brown girls looked up to Chili. So that was kind of... That was kind of a slap in the face for her to like try and do that. That's kind of silly. Like, and, and, it's, and it only happens, you know, with browner skinned girls, darker skinned girls. Like you're not going to see, like if somebody compliments like a light skin chick, they're not going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm uh, Cafe Olay. Like, bitch, what? <laughs> like they're not, they're not going to be like, no. Don't call me light skin. I'm Cafe Olay. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, Chili? Girl, bye. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just weird. It was weird. It's sad. It's sad. Somebody said it's rooted in anti-blackness. Yeah, it might be. But you would think that she'd be over. Like, she's a beautiful woman. You know? But I think, you know, you also have to blame society, right? Because, again, we live in a world where people act like brown skin and dark skin women are, like, down here. And they're not, you know, as good as or as worthy. And that's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Because you should judge people based on their character and how they are as a woman and not because of their skin tone. But again, that mainly is in the black hip hop community where, you know, lighter skin is always praised and, you know, darker skin is always demonized and denounced and things like that. So she basically wants to be a part of the cool kids club. So she wants to kind of separate herself and she can try as hard as she wants to, but you're still brown skin. And it is what it is. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so now I want to also talk about, um, let me see here, the Wendy Williams situation. So as you, if you guys don't know, I have tried to watch that interview, the documentary with Wendy. It's very hard for me to watch it, to be honest with you. And I'm not trying to be funny. Um, I, I get that she's sick, but when her eyes start popping out her head, she almost comes off like possessed. Like her eyes get all big. She starts yelling at people. She's talking very crazy to her staff. It's, it's hard for me to watch. Like, I got through the first episode. I'm up to, like, where she's going to go see her old house. It's very hard for me to watch. I don't know. Like, it's just heartbreaking to see her, like, just deteriorating like that. And her eyes, they just look really scary. I, it could, and I don't know if she can control them. Because in other scenes, like, when she was taking a picture in front of her old house, like, that neighborhood Wendy Way, and she's smiling, and she's taking a picture with that white lady, and she just looks so happy, and, you know, she looks beautiful. And then there's other scenes where she just looks, like, possessed. Like, her eyes just pop out of her head, and she just starts saying crazy stuff. And it just, it was just really heartbreaking to me. I just, it's been hard for me to, I've been having to watch it, like, in increments. I haven't been able to just watch it all the way through. Um... So I don't know. It just makes me sad, like, seeing Wendy like that. Because I, I love Wendy, so I just, I hate seeing her like that. But let me just show you some of the clips here of Wendy um, talking to her staff. 
Where'd it go? Goodness. Okay, here it is. Okay, here goes like just one of the clips. We're gonna watch this real quick here. I wish you would get liposuction. Okay. What the f brand is this? Ugh. Ugh? Yeah. Put it in the same position, please. Hold it all the way. No. Go downstairs, please, and okay. order something and make you fat. Okay. All right. See you in a sec. I wish you would get liposuction. Like, she'll get into these moods where she'll get angry and her eyes just pop out. And it's just, it's weird. It's like, it's almost like it's Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know. It's it's hard for me to watch it. So now her staff member is coming out, her publicist, and they're not feeling the documentary at all. They feel like she's being exploited. So we're going to go ahead and watch this. This publicist speaks out about a new documentary about the former daytime talk show host. Sean Zanotti, who has worked for Wendy since 2021, slams the new Lifetime project, Where is Wendy Williams, in comments made to NBC News. Sean says, I felt that Wendy was being exploited, adding that the host thought we were focusing on the comeback of her career. She would be mortified. There's no way you can convince me that she would be okay with looking and seeing herself in that way. Sean continues that the documentary about the 59-year-old who recently went public with her dementia diagnosis is, quote, not the project that Williams signed up for. That's not the project the producers brought to me. That's not what I told her this was going to be about. The publicist who is featured in the documentary also says, although you saw those horrific components of what she did in the way that she treated me, there were great, beautiful moments that happened after that, adding none of those good moments were shown. NBC News has reached out to Lifetime in response to Sean's comments but has not yet heard back. E! News has also reached out to the network but has not yet received a response. In an interview with Today.com, the filmmakers say they were not aware of the media personality's dementia diagnosis during production, though noted some days Wendy was on and very Wendy, other days she wasn't. Wendy's story aired days after her care team released an update on her diagnosis, revealing that the star has been battling aphasia and frontotemporal dementia adding that the conditions have already presented significant hurdles in Wendy's life. The former host later released a statement thanking fans for their support amid the diagnosis, telling E! News, I want to say I have immense gratitude for the love and kind words I have received after sharing my diagnosis, adding, let me say, wow, the messages shared with me have touched me, reminding me of the power of unity and the need for compassion. Wendy ends her message with, I continue to need personal space and peace to thrive. Please just know that your positivity and encouragement are deeply appreciated. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it's hard for me to watch. Like, I, don't, I don't like seeing her like that. And I know she has Graves disease, but it just feels like it's, it just feels very exploitative. Um, and I just feel like Wendy has been private, like her, literally her whole life, right? Um, she's always kept like her business, you know, out of the media and she's been more hush hush and, you know, very intimate about her life. 
I just don't know if this would be something that she would sign up for if she was fully all there. I feel like there's people who are taking advantage of her. You know, some people on her team possibly looking for fame. I just don't feel like if Wendy was all there, she would want these parts of her life shown. Because I just, it, I don't know, it just makes me sad to just see her deteriorating like that. And, you know, it is hard, you know, as people get older, they go through stuff, they have mood swings, you know, but it's really hard to just see her just a shell of herself, you know? So, um, because like I said, Wendy has been kind of like the pioneer of like what I do, what a lot of people do on social media. You know, she made it okay where she's not like the how do you say this, like like the typical, you know, cookie cut um, type personality, like an Oprah or somebody who's like, you know, like the beauty queen and stuff like that. She's just who she is, right? And she was able to make that work for her. And so she kind of just led the way for like where anybody, any regular degular person, you know, we don't all have to look a certain way or, you know, have a certain type or, you know, aesthetic. And we can still have a, a, our own soapbox to talk and give our opinions. Like she kind of pioneered that. So it's just really sad to like to see that. But then you'll see parts of her in the documentary where you can see the old Wendy. Like when she went back to her old, her old neighborhood and she was just so happy. And, you know, a lot of those black women who came up to her truck and were holding her hand and were saying they're going to be praying for her. And you could just see that she was genuinely happy and that she gets a lot of genuine love in the community that she's from. So I just, I don't know, I just have really mixed feelings about it, you know, because it's almost like we shouldn't have privy to this. This isn't something that we really should be watching or that she would really want out there. So I do feel like she's being exploited low key by Lifetime and by people in her inner circle. So it's really sad to see that. It really is. Let's see here. I'm going to finish reading the rest of these super chats, and I'm a, I've been on here for an hour and a half. Let me get ready to get up out of here. I know people were asking me what I thought about the whole Portia Williams and um, Simon situation. And honestly, I don't care. I think her and Simon are both clowns. I just I, I could care less. Um, they were doing it for attention. They were both using each other. Uh, Portia needed a storyline. He's a fame whore, you know, and um, I don't feel bad for either one of them. I do find it very interesting that as soon as it came out that he wasn't able to get his papers because he has, you know, criminal background and all that stuff, all of a sudden here comes the divorce. So I feel like they were both using each other. Um, they said Portia is coming back to Real Housewives of Atlanta. I probably won't be watching. I, that show has just fallen off to me, and I think Candy's gone now. And um, I really like Candy as well, so I'm probably not going to be tuning in like I used to tune in just because I'm not interested. They need to stop bringing back old people um either start a whole new cast like they did with the new york people because i love the fact they got rid of all the new york folks and they started fresh they need to do that with atl they need to just get rid of everybody and start fresh like them bringing back portia i feel like this is all part of her storyline and i don't want to deal with portia in any more fake weird ass storylines the fact that we were introduced to simon via phelan um and then for her to turn around and then she's with Simon, that was just weird to me, just weird. So I won't be tuning in if she's coming back. I'm not interested in anything Portia got going on. Um, I do like Potomac though. Y'all do got me watching Potomac. I do like that. I need to catch up though, I kind of fell off. 
And I love the fact that Giselle's with that young dude. Coach Giselle. <laughs> oh, you know who else got a young boo? Let me show y'all this. Because I haven't seen nobody uh, dragging her. The way they were dragging uh, Drea. This went viral yesterday. And it was nothing but praise, honey. Yeah, I remember her from the hills. Kristen Cavallari. Remember, this used to be the show back in the day. She is dating a 24-year-old athlete. He's a baseball player. Killed her man in her life. The 37-year-old debuted her romance with 24-year-old Mark Estes in a recent Instagram post. He makes me happy. The Laguna Beach alum captioned their selfie from Cabo, Mexico. The model, who's based out of Nashville, showed his appreciation for She looks good and he looks good. He's TikTok, fine. She's a beautiful. video of the both of them. A source close to Mark told Page Six exclusively that the two have been talking for several weeks and are unfazed by the criticism of their 12-year age gap. Now, what I find very interesting is that no, I haven't seen anybody knocking her, saying that she's a gold digger, and, you know, again, I'm not no big fan. I'm not no stan of Drea or, you know, Amber Rose or any of these women. But it's very interesting that when it comes to, like, the hip-hop community and women of color, because they're biracial, um, how much they were not for dating athletes that were younger than them. But this white lady's getting praised. Oh, she's 37. Oh, her man is fine. He's very fine. He's 24. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for it. I keep telling y'all, these young dudes, they like older women. Because all the young girls are going for the old ballers. And so the average guys, unless you got money and you got yourself together, these young girls aren't checking for you. You got to have your shit together. So they're not checking for guys their age because a lot of them, they don't, you know, they don't have anything at 22, 23, 24. So really all the younger guys who are on their shit, they're looking at older women. And that's just what it is. Older girls are pulling these young dudes. And I'm not mad at her. I think she looks good for her age. She does not look 37. Drea looks damn good for her age. Drea don't look like she's, I think she's 40, 39 or something like that. Um, I still feel like 21 is real young, but, you know, I'm not mad at Drea. But I just, I found that very interesting, the energy, because she was getting praised all over social media. Yes, sis. Yes, Kirsten. You know, she done came back from her divorce from Spencer. Like, folks were praising her for dating this 24-year-old athlete. But... Drea was all types of gold diggers and, you know, all types of nonsense. So it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Look, Giselle said they love us some older women. Yes, they do. They do. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's anything wrong with an age gap, male or female, um, as long as everybody is an adult in this situation. Um, and men do it all the time, so I could care less. Most men date women in their 20s look at diddy his old ass is damn near 60. he's dating carisha you know everybody was here for that so um yeah share her old ass she's like 60 dating uh what is it his name ae amber rose's baby daddy and he's like 37. i think they're like 20 something years apart madonna she stayed with some young dick so i mean i'm here for it <laughs> i am here for it Oh, Cher is 40 years older than him? 
He said he's in love with Cher though, honey. He stay, you know what I'm saying? He stay flossing Cher. She's 77. Ooh wee. Yeah, Spencer. Oh, Spencer was Heidi's husband. Who was um, who was Christian uh, Cavalieri married to? I be getting all them little white girls from the hills mixed up. Cause I know she got divorced recently. It was Jay. Oh, Jay Cutler. Okay, thank you. Okay, so it was Jay. That was her husband that she got divorced from. So now she's dating the 24-year-old. Well, as long as she's happy, child. That's all that matters. Yeah, Cher does look good for her age. She definitely does. Y'all are such a mess. <laughs> I don't know. I just found that funny because that was viral yesterday. And I just, I'm like, I was looking for the hate comments. I didn't really see any. I was like, oh, wow, it's different, I guess, you know. It's, it was a whole different energy. I wonder if Joe Button's going to do a whole podcast on her. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Joe ain't going to say shit. Um, let me finish reading the rest of these super chats here. Uh, let's see here. Queen Face sent 999 says, wow, Diddy, all that energy came right back to him. That's why he fell through the stage <laughs> He fell through the stage at BET that one year. I remember that. I remember that. That was funny. He thought he was getting in just boop. Yoshi fell down the hole. Fell down that hole like Yoshi, honey. Um, Static Shock Nini says, I said in the Discord that Diddy is that Diddy is not Satan, but he's on his he's one of his high-level demons sent to cause chaos. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Uh, Shade B sent five says I'm break from class. Just want to spread some love. Love you, Auntie. Love you too. Thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Lily sent five says Hey, Auntie. Two thousands baby here. Diddy always gave off vibes to me. His eyes look soulless. He definitely did everything that they said and more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nobody's gonna make up all that stuff on him. I I, I definitely feel like a lot of that stuff in this latest lawsuit is very factual. And if he can get away without paying people, that's what he's gonna do. Uh, Drea Simone sent 1999 says, hey, I have a membership sub, but I don't see any deep dive videos. Can someone please help? Please go to the membership tab on my channel. When you rewatch this playback, I explain everything, but go to my channel, click on the membership tab and you'll see everything there. So good luck. <laughs> and thank you for the super chat. Um, Let's see here. Chelsea says, hey, T, my first super chat. I'm late. I didn't get the notification, but I will watch the playback. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, Zub H says, will you watch X-Men 97 as you're a fan of the original? Um, I heard it was coming. I haven't watched the trailer yet. It just depends. It, it really depends. A lot of the movies that they make now, just they, they don't move me to go watch them. So it, it's going to depend. Um, Jeanette Island says, my boyfriend said Risa Tisa looks like the baby Grinch. Damn. Um, love you, T. Been watching your videos since I was 12. I'm now 24. Thank you so much. Um, the one thing I did kind of from the first episode I watched, she kind of, I felt like she moved too fast with this man. 
But again, I haven't dedicated seven hours, so I don't know what other foolishness lies in there. But I know she said something about getting pregnant by him, and I don't know. It was I thought she moved a lot quicker for somebody she'd only known less than a few months. Um, Shani D gifted five lovely team memberships. So the next five people who join, you'll join for free from Shani D. So uh, thank you, Shani D. Uh, she gifted five people memberships. Um, let's see here. Melanin Queen said, Little Rod said his anus was groped. I can understand the actual cheeks, but how do you let someone get close? <laughs> Shut up, Melanie Queen. <laughs> how do you actually let somebody get close to your anus? Um, that's a maneuvering. Hold up, hold up, we could have. Um, there's maneuvering that has to take place. I'm not fooling with you. That's why I laughed too when I was on reading the story. Cause I'm like, how did he get in your anus? Like, how did he pinch your anus? Like, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like something. It sounds like something, child. It sounds like something. Who we? People be doing strange stuff for some change. Uh, Mick Ham sent $7.99. Says, I've been following you for almost 10 years, sending you love from Australia. Thank you so much, Mick. I appreciate it. Thank you for the support and love all the way from the land down under. So thank you. Uh, Robbie V. What's up, Rob? I haven't seen you in a while. Says, hey, T, it's Robbie V from the Discord. I've been having issues getting into Discord. I didn't want to interrupt the live. Okay, email me so we can get you back in. Um, LovelyT2002 at Yahoo.com. Email me because I know I haven't seen you in a while in the meeting. So email me and we'll get you back in. Um, let's see here. Nina sent $19.99 says off topic tea. Please have another New Year's party in Minneapolis. I would love for me and my husband to enjoy one of your events and some true winter weather. Plus, uh, you plus your new t-shirt with the saying okay. Yeah, I know people to ask me, am I gonna do a New Year's Eve party next year? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I'm just taking every month, you know what I'm saying, one day at a time. So We'll definitely have to wait and see, but we did. We had a good time. Like the New Year's Eve party was definitely lit. So um, I will keep you posted if I do do one this year for 2025. Oh, let's see here. Um, Shanta says, um, no shade to us Pisces. My birthday is 219 and I couldn't get a birthday shout out because you, were, you weren't live. May I please be a mod? Love you. Yes, Shanta, I'm going to make you a mod and happy belated birthday, Miss Pisces. <laughs> All right, you're a mod. There you go. Thank you for the super chat, sis. Let's see here. Uh, Nia sent, 499 says, I have a gap in all the things. And of all things I've been insecure about, that's one thing. I find my best quality. Yeah, don't be insecure about your gap because, like, in our culture, like, gaps are coveted. Like, I love gaps just because um, I was always jealous. My little sister has, like a, like, a gap. And who else has a gap? My dad has, like, a little, little gap. And they get praise. Like, it's, like, a, it's a good thing. It's a sign of fertility. So I never got praised younger for, like, my teeth. I get praise for my smile from, like, Americans. But most African people do not praise my teeth. Like, I have perfectly straight teeth. They're like, oh, okay, cute. But my sister has a gap. They love her gap. So 
I think for me, I've always liked, liked gaps just because like she always got praised for having like such a cute gap. So yeah, don't don't let anybody make you feel insecure. That's why I hated that Tyra Banks special. I mean, excuse me, that um, Tyra Banks, um, the model show when she was going in on Danielle because I thought Danielle was so gorgeous and she was making fun of her gap and made her close it and all that stuff. Like you have to have diversity, you know what I'm saying? So never be ashamed of your gap. I think gaps are beautiful. So I like them. Let's see here. Uh, For Crystal Therapy set 1999 says, I wonder what's in the friend package if I get my ass whooped defending my friend. <laughs> Sapphire, uh, Barry Mom 14 on Discord. Thanks for giving my kids a history lesson on Diddy, sis. You are so welcome. It's been so funny, like, getting emails from people, like, who were born in, like, who are, like, my kids' age, right? Who were born, like, in the 2000s, and they, like, had no idea about this. And it's, like, that's what I've been trying to tell y'all. I'm, like, for years, they just said, oh, I was hating. I mean, like, me and my kids have gotten into arguments over Diddy. Like, why don't you like Brother Love? I said, first of all, we're not going to call him Brother Love in this house, okay? His name is Puffy. <laughs> so I had to shut that down. Like, we're not going to call him Brother Love. Because there's nothing lovely about this man, you know. But now I'm glad people are, like, starting to see, like, for real who he is. Because he's a trip. He's a straight-up trip. Um, let me see here. Did my... Can y'all still see me? Is my screen... It's not frozen, is it? Okay, good. I'm just making sure. I think I gotta refresh my page real quick here. Okay, I'm still live. I don't know why. I think my other page froze up. Okay, there it is. My YouTube page was frozen. Okay, I think I got basically all the sleeper chats. Hold on. Uh, Rochelle says, T, I just finished watching Surviving Diddy Part 1 and saw you were live. Thank you for all your hard work and dedication you put uh, and to keep us informed and engaged. You look gorgeous tonight. Thank you so much, sis. I'm really glad that you liked it. So definitely check out volume two. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Uh, Raymo sent 20 says, the girls love Krishan because she reminds them of themselves. Toxic relationships, toxic baby daddy, loves to fight. It's sad, but true. I have a friend who loves her and who's been in an abusive relationship. Wow. I can see that. Because the way that they go hard for Krishan is it's really creepy. It doesn't make any sense. Because it's like, if this was anybody else, I wouldn't give a damn at all. Um, Pat Williams says, love you, sis. Love you, T. Keep doing the Lord's work. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Pat. Thank you. Uh, Creola sent $10 says, I want to be in your circle instead of just watching. I'm ready, girl. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um... APS says, I remember when Diddy and Kevin Hart hung out at some point. No surprise there. They share the same energy and personality. Yeah, I remember when they were all in that room with Usher. And Kevin kept kind of low-key throwing Diddy under the bus. Okay. Oh, hold up. Oh, this is just going so fast. I'm trying to pull up this last super chat here. I'm going to have to do it on stream, y'all, because, like, YouTube is acting up right now. 
Okay, here we go. Okay, Tony sent $100. Um, thank you so much, Tony. He says, continue your success to 1 million subscribers. By the way, there's a video on YouTube from the 1997 VMAs where Mariah Carey is being interviewed on a bed with Diddy shirtless. Stevie J jumps on top of him. Peace. Oh, not Tony spilling that tea, honey. I'm going to have to go look up that interview. Let's see if we can go with it. 1997 VMAs. Mariah Carey and Diddy. Huh. Now, you know they called themselves the hitmen. I wonder what they were hitting. Let me stop being messy. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It's probably copywritten. Let's see. It's a few videos coming up, but it's mainly Mariah Carey on stage. Let me see if one comes up with Diddy. Yeah, I'm going to have to Google it. I'm going to have to Google it. But no, thank you for that tea. I'm going to definitely look it up. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Yeah, the hitman. Hmm. Stevie J might have been hitting something, child. All right, you guys. So on that note, I've been on here for almost two hours. This has been a wonderful stream. Um, shout out to everybody who came tonight. We had close, like, what, over 7,000 people in here tonight. So thank you guys so much. Everybody have a wonderful evening. I'm going to go ahead and get ready to um, get up out of here. Look, let me go ahead and um, do my little outro. My little thanks for watching. I appreciate y'all.